0: In times like these, it's important to know who you can trust. At last, a news source that's reliably reliable, informatively informational and never wrong. Unfortunately, you're not listening to it. Instead, you're listening to The Chaser Report.
1: Hello and welcome to The Chaser Report. This is episode 16. I'm Charles Firth and with me are Nina Ayama Hello. and Dom Knight. Hey! Hey!
2: Happy Sweet Sixteenth.
1: Oh, isn't it lovely? Here's a car. And this podcast has never been kissed. No, it's certainly And it never
2: will be. Yeah, it's
1: illegal. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, look, guys, the story of the week that I really want to talk about is this Black Lives Matters protest in Sydney. Did you hear about this? Yeah. Yeah, so they were organising this protest to to protest, good cause, you know, against um, uh, Indigenous people being arrested all the time and jailed Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so they decided to hold it. In the domain, right, and the idea there is, you know, it's a very large space. They could have had up to five thousand people and not breached any of the social distancing rules. That they, you know, each person would still have had four square meters yeah. between yeah, them.
2: It's a big park.
1: Very sensible. Anyway, they went. They had a, the police opposed this. They had a, few, a couple of court cases oh, during the week. Classic
2: New South Wales police.
1: Well, yes, exactly. real are not party touching poopers. up twelve-year-olds.
2: <laughs> <laughs> they're ruining everyone's day.
3: Who are the people that they're protesting against again?
1: Yes, well, they they are protesting against the police. Against so maybe, the police
3: suppression. Okay. No, maybe,
1: maybe that was the protesters' problems. They should have just said, oh, no, we're, we're protesting in support of how great the police are. Oh, they could have done so many things differently. Aren't they be? also
2: protesting against racism, though? And if the police are trying to stop that, it's a bit like, oh, <laughs> they're red hot. Yeah. Yeah.
3: Well, racism has to wait until after the pandemic, no yeah. That's just...
1: It, right, it's gone on for centuries. Can't it wait a few more <laughs> yeah. months? Oh, God. Um, anyway, so it got ruled illegal The protesters still said, okay, we're going to still hold it. But only only a few dozen protesters turned up. This is in the domain, right? So it's sort of, it's not a problem. It's a
2: huge park. All
1: the protesters are wearing masks. The police turn up. There's more police than protesters. And some of them aren't even wearing masks, Right. But they're all gathered together because you know police like to clump together because to feel safe or whatever. Do you think maybe the police should have arrested themselves for turning up in such large numbers? Yeah,
2: and breaching social distancing and not wearing masks. I think they should.
1: Yes, I think that's that's exactly what should have happened.
2: That's a bit of like a mind, a bit of a mind meld because then that's what the protesters would want. Yeah,
1: oh, but that is not what happened. Uh. Um, And I want to play you the full audio of the entire protest, because we've got it here, which is... And just bear in mind, these are people who are protesting against the police being unreasonable and arresting Indigenous people all the time. Let's let's play the protest.
3: You are in breach of the public health order by congregating in the domain in a group of more than 20 people. If you do not immediately disperse from the domain, you will be detained and legal action will be taken against you. We would like an opportunity for it to be this family and the protest organisers who now work to... Who now work to. I would call on people to leave now. Leave now. Leave now. Don't come near me. Don't come near me. Leave the domain. Tell the people to cancel the rally.
2: Leave the domain. Don't come near me.
1: And that was it. That was the protest. That was the whole
4: protest. That (laughs) was the whole protest.
1: I
3: mean, it's not really a mass protest so much as a mass compliance.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's right. And it was sort of like, and it was so reasonable because they they had these, um, you know, family of this victim who who died in police, yeah, yeah, police custody um, five years ago, and all he wanted was for them to be there to sort of commemorate the thing, and the police wouldn't even allow them to do that anyway. What? Should the protesters have done differently to avoid getting arrested?
2: Well, they just obviously should have protested somewhere else where police don't care. Like the gym, for example.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah, My gym,
2: everyone's sweating yeah. on each other and like all over each other. The You can do it. We have, what are they called, spin classes where everyone's like stuffed in a tiny room together and that's all okay. But it's not okay for those guys to be at a park.
3: Well, look, there are so many things that they could have done. I mean, people traditionally in the domain play tip footy. If they'd just played tip footy, yes. it would have been fine. If they'd started a casino, they could have just had a casino on the lawn, brought yes. out the, the cards and the poker tables and the cops. Would well, as long as they got the percentage of owing to them, it would have been absolutely fine.
1: Anyway, um, there you go. They didn't. They all got fined. Isn't the world terrible? Anyway, coming up on today's show, uh, we're looking into the. Well, I'm going to look into the future and uh, and present you a really truly useful Bluetooth device that's actually on special at the moment. Nina, what are you doing?
2: I'm going to help people get around the law with a useful guide to sovereign citizenship.
3: Ooh. And I'm going to look at the latest idiots who've gotten arrested for breaching COVID rules. Charles, uh, when you look into the future, is there still racism? Do we ever solve it?
1: Uh, I'm pretty sure you don't solve it with Bluetooth devices, which is uh, my remit, Dom. Uh, But first of all, let's go to Rebecca Dana Minow with the Chasing News headline.
4: The Liberal Party says it will provide extra funding to COVID after the virus moved into Sydney's elite harbourside suburb of Potts Point. The virus is now eligible for extra funding as it lives in a safe Liberal Party seat. Experts say it has completely devastated Sydney's nightlife and decimated the country's healthcare system, and so has the disease. Scott Morrison has today announced strong new measures to halt the spread of the coronavirus, appointing the national cricket team to head the fight against the virus in the wake of the latest outbreak. Mr Morrison said that following the spectacular job the cricket team did fighting the bushfires, they are obviously the most qualified to handle this crisis. The Logies have announced they will be introducing a new category at next year's awards. The award will go to the best anti-mask idiot recording themselves as they talk their way into being arrested. That's the latest Chaser news.
1: Thanks, Bec. Hey, Bic, we've been doing this podcast for four months now.
2: Wow, that's great. Yeah. What do you think of it? Oh, me? Uh, yeah,
4: uh, I don't really listen to it, actually. Oh. oh. Yeah. I'm not really a Chaser fan. I find it all a bit juvenile, actually. Yeah, I,
1: I guess it is a bit.
4: Yeah, and I don't really like any of them. They're all a bit arrogant, frankly.
1: Oh, let's uh, let's get on with the show. I mean,
4: it's all just a bit tedious, isn't it? I mean, I'm sure there's an audience for it, but it's definitely not my cup of tea. Much prefer to listen to Tony Martin or Will Anderson. OK, thanks, Beck. I agree with him.
1: The
0: Chaser Report, news a few days after it happens.
1: This episode is brought to you by Dummings Warehouse. Can't get into Bunnings Warehouse? Dummings Warehouse is the only hardware chain where Karens are welcome. We don't even sell masks, but you can get coronavirus. The Chaser Report, now
2: within. Extra whispers. So, Dom and Charles, I don't know how closely you've been watching all the videos of middle-aged ladies refusing to wear masks, but I have been watching them very closely because I love strong women, <laughs> and a lot of them have been nicknamed Karens. Mm. So, if you haven't heard, here's the infamous Karen harassing store workers at Bunnings.
1: It's a condition of entry of our stores as
0: a...
2: Then that's discrimination, and I can have you sued personally for discriminating against me as a woman.
1: We're not discriminating against a you are. Of entry it's
2: so not. It's an unlawful condition of entry. Now, I heard this and I was like, "Why does she keep talking about laws? Like, that is such mm. a weird." Yeah. You know, usually they just ask to speak to the manager and go off. But then I watched a second Karen video. This is Kmart Karen, um, and see if you can spot similar language with this one.
0: No, it's not a state of emergency. No, it's not. We know the law, and I've studied the law, and uh-huh. there's no state of emergency.
2: Yeah. Right.
1: So, so they're sort of bush lawyers, are they? They're they're people who.
2: Yeah, they've studied the law, right? According to themselves, I believe. Yeah. So what you might not know is they're actually all citing from the same document, which is from the sovereign citizens movement. Now, I actually didn't know what a sovereign citizen was until yesterday. Like prior to that, I just assumed it was someone that worked at Sovereign Hill in Victoria. <laughs> um, so don't be mad at me. I went yeah. to a public school. Um, but it, so- it, it, it,
1: it, they're sort of people who are very good at overcharging for merchandise and giving you a really boring time. Of, yeah. And yeah. showing
2: you how to pan gold, but you actually never find gold. Yeah,
1: you never find
2: it. I know. It's such a scam. Yeah. But um, the real sovereign citizens are a fringe group who essentially believe they're above the law because the world is owned by corporations, in their view. Well, that's true. I mean, yeah. Yeah. You need a
0: fence. George Carlin.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I guess that's like that part of the theory is correct. But then they also think the government is a corporation. And so... They basically think that when you're born, you enter a contract with the government, but if you declare yourself a living person, you are breaking the invisible contract and you don't have to pay taxes or abide by laws. i
3: got to say, I spent five years of my life in law school Mm. and I can't believe that on day one they didn't just say, by the way, uh, if you at any point declare that you're a sovereign citizen everything we're about to teach you is null and void and you can do whatever you like. I mean, why <laughs> wouldn't they have said that day one? It's, it's all a scam. They are so confident, aren't they?
2: They're incredibly confident. And I found out why is that they have this one document, specifically in regards to masks, they have a one particular document which tells you exactly what to say when police or other people tell you to wear a mask. Mm, so right. I'm going to do a little quiz to see if you guys would make good sovereign citizens. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I basically think they're like internet trolls but for the law. That's my logic with them. (laughs) So if you could just keep that mindset while I quiz you, that would be amazing. So the first question is, according to sovereign citizens, what is a police officer?
3: I don't have to answer your questions. I'm a sovereign citizen.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Dom's one. I'm I'm finished. Well,
1: I don't know. Are they... So police... Well, I've always thought police are just people who were bullies at school. I assume that's not the answer. I, I, I know what they are. They're, they're probably extras um, in the video that you're about to make. Uh, is, is that yeah. the idea? They're just yeah. very well-dressed yeah. extras, yeah. yeah.
3: They're, they're, aren't they kind of like they're just as irrelevant as Kmart or Bunnings workers? They're just... Uh, employees of the state who have no
1: relationship mm. with the union. You don't have We're to say sure not- what they say. Are they, are they corporations? Yes. Maybe? They're oh, corporations! Yes. But
2: yes. Specifically. I think
1: that might be the answer to every question. <laughs> Police
2: <laughs> are employees of a private Vatican owned corporation. Of course, oh, it's the of course Vatican. Course
1: they are. Yes. Is that how George Pell got at it? That's how, <laughs> that's how all the Catholic priests get off. I thought that was children anyway. Yeah.
2: So. <laughs> I oh. wasn't going to say it, Ooh. but. Yeah. Okay, so the second question is: If police approach you, the very first question you should ask is, "Have I disturbed the peace?" Why is it important to ask this first?
3: Is that like a red flag that um, you're a sovereign citizen dipshit and you're going to be getting (laughs) all legalistic up in their face? Because that's what it would sound like. Like I would be thrown off my guard if I was just a cop and I had a couple of weeks of just basic arrest training, and someone said, "Had I disturbed the peace?" Oh. Hang on,
1: this is a red flag. I, yeah, I've got you'd a be tri- like,
2: here we bloody go. <laughs> here we bloody go. Not mm. another one of these guys. Charles, do you have an answer? Well,
1: is it because that's the only thing that you're allowed to be arrested for or something like that? The the peace mm. is the only thing that they're allowed to administer? Sort of. Administer? So, so
2: technically when the police uh, become police, they have to take an oath. The oath is to up uphold the peace
3: are you sure it's not to uphold the police because i think that's what most of them yeah. are doing. Yeah,
2: i think so i think there's actually a typo right, in, so, so I'm right. in the constitution i
3: get a ding for that. yeah
2: you're killing it now by the way just
3: hold this thought about have i disturbed the peace because in my segment that's going to come right back oh uh, okay Brilliant.
2: well do you know the other theory is that if they say no then you have to keep asking have i disturbed the peace until they say yes So if the police person says no, then you can just yell, have I disturbed the peace, have I disturbed the peace, until they say no, and then you move on to the next question. I mean,
3: I wish I'd known this when I was arrested. I mean, again,
1: with the (laughs) chaser, this would have been so useful. But wait a minute, wait a minute. So they're wanting the police to have a valid reason to arrest you. Why?
2: No, not necessarily like a valid reason, but they want either the police has to be like, no, you haven't disturbed the, the peace, and then let them go. But if they say yes, then there are other
1: laws than disturbing the peace. Uh, I think you'll find that this is the (laughs) point where they will go, no, it's the Magna Carta. It's the Magna
2: Carta, guys. Yeah, that is the one true legal document according to the sovereign citizens is this document from a thousand years ago, which they haven't read, by the way. Like I've read all their like little documents and they quote all these Latin phrases that they don't understand and then they have like phonetic translations. It's... It's a bunch of.
3: I mean, crap. I saw a guy. There's this amazing guy. I think he drove down from Queensland. It's all in Queensland. Down to Melbourne to liberate the towers. Did you see these videos? It's, it's hilarious. And they drive down and it's like, nah, nah, under Magna Carta, nah. And they're not going to do it. And the WHO's already said masks are wrong. Oh, and they're not going to. And then they go to the, the giant ring of cops outside the towers and start talking about the Magna Carta. Doesn't go well for them. No, they
2: get arrested. It's like in the country; these laws are still legal. Anyway, so the next question is: if the police ask for your driver's license, what do you tell them?
1: Oh, well, it, you don't need a driver's license because they weren't mentioned in the Magna Carta. <laughs> <laughs> I would think
3: that um, you'd, you'd sort of say no because the driver's license was held by your corporation yes. self, not by your free spirit self.
2: That is close. Oh. You actually have to clap back at them. And you have to say, "Define driver." <sighs>
3: This is good. This is, like,
0: this
2: is
1: like Lord Judo.
2: I know. I feel like I was trying to point out how stupid these people are and now everyone's just going to use them for yeah, their own gain. I'm
1: using this.
2: But apparently they say, I'm not a driver, I'm a traveller, and you don't need a traveller licence. So <laughs> Unless
3: you're driving, travelling in a car. Yeah, anyway, which you're
2: driving. This is all very
3: interesting. All right. Yeah. yeah.
2: Okay, so according to the document that I've read, if the police don't comply with you, What is happening from a legal standpoint?
3: Oh, that's an easy one. They're violating your fundamental human rights.
2: That's close. Yeah, yeah.
1: They're breaching your sovereignty.
2: What they're doing is kidnapping. The police are kidnapping you.
1: Mm, Yeah, okay.
2: Well, that's that's good.
1: And so does that mean that then there's sort of some Liam Neeson character who comes and rescues you? Is that it? I how think it, it works?
2: does, yeah. Yes. I think you just I don't
1: know who you are, I don't know where you are. I have a very specific set yeah. of sovereign citizen skills.
2: <laughs> it's just your dad. Your dad just develops superpowers and just comes to rescue you. I love it. So the next question. There's quite a few of these questions, so I'll keep keep speeding this up. But if the first police officer that you're interacting with doesn't respond well, Mm. you're actually supposed to try and get a second police officer. Now, what is the purpose of getting two police officers?
1: Oh, good cop, bad cop? I don't know. No, isn't it so that it looks more dramatic in the video?
2: No, it's so the second officer can arrest the first officer. Oh, of course. obstructing your human rights. But wait a
1: minute. If the cops are all invalid and just a corporation, then why suddenly they've become people who legitimately can arrest people. Well, well, people. Cop, like, a, COP A would yeah. just go, no, yeah. no. no, am I breaching the peace? My
3: breaching the peace?
2: And get up. <laughs> hey, man, I don't make the rules. Yeah. The, the Magna Carta oh, did, right. you know. There's,
1: there's a few logic holes in this. I, I hope someone's forwarding these
3: documents to all the protesters, the Black Lives Matter uh, protesters, and all the Indigenous activists who get arrested at the drop of a damn hat in this country, because that would actually... That would be a good mm. thing. Yeah,
1: you're right. We could, you know, expand the number of annoying trolls there are to not just be white people.
2: Well, there was actually one woman at the 5G protests who did use sovereign citizen um, rhetoric and she did get arrested and charged and fined. So mm. it's oh, good okay. that it doesn't work
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. at all. <laughs> we should be clear, if you think you're trying this at home, we're not paying you legal bills, yeah, it, citizen. Okay. It, yeah.
2: it is. It does not work at all. Um but here's another thing. At, at the end of the exchange with the police officer, if the police haven't let you go and they have arrested you, according to sovereign citizens, you can actually make money by being arrested. Now how can you make money?
1: Because they're kidnapping you and, and there's a ransom and then, and then you split the ransom with guess the kidnappers. I that's what bail that? is maybe, yeah.
2: hey. Like it is a ransom. Yeah, for, you're right. Now that you think about it. But or there, is
3: it because you started GoFundMe and other dipshits give you money?
1: Or is it because you get a lot of views on YouTube and you get all the money from the monetization?
2: Well, it's because, so as you know, everybody has a notice schedule of fees for unlawful detention on their person at uh, all times. Oh, <laughs> like we all know it's that. like a
1: menu. Yeah, yeah. doing this We've so wrong. Yeah, we got this
2: piece of paper that we all carry around. Yeah. Uh, we don't carry our driver's licence, but we do carry the notice schedule for fees for unlawful detention. So basically when you get arrested, you just hand this to the police and then you say, you are now unlawfully detaining me and depriving me of liberty... Um, your continuation of this unlawful detention is taken as your consent and agreement to this schedule of fees and terms of payment. That is genius. So then you just give them this terms of payment and you make money. How much money do you think you can make from, from oh, the fees? Oh, thousands. It'll,
1: yeah, they're delusional. It'll be like, I don't know, $10,000. What do you reckon?
2: Higher. Oh. $50,000? <laughs> uh,
1: $50,000 $50,
2: plus $200 per minute. And the end of this document says, so sit back and count the dollars. It's...
1: They're exactly like lawyers.
3: That's, well, it. that's exactly what my lawyer charges. I'm pretty sure <laughs> every car park I've ever parked in has exactly the same conditions. So
2: <laughs> that's amazing. It's it's pretty insane. And and all this legal speak that they say, like my rights, and like, you know, they're always talking about court, it'll be upheld in court. Mm. But actually the court does not like them. And the High Court of Australia has declared sovereign citizens vexatious litigants. So my last question is: what does vexatious litigant mean? Fuck knuckle. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it means annoying dickheads.
0: The Chaser Report.
3: Well, another week of lockdowns in Australia, another week of public health orders. That means another week of this. Fine Watch. Yes, ordinary Aussies being idiots and getting fined by law enforcement. And as I mentioned, there's a little bit of sovereign citizen fun in the end here too. (laughs) But let's head first to Jindabyne, where dozens of partygoers are going to be fined after a bush doof. That's right. There was a bush doof. It's illegal to doof in the bush in uh, the Snowies. Uh, police found a DJ, amplifiers, lights, and speakers, and a bonfire. Mm. Apparently, up to two hundred people went to the bush doof. Oh what should the penalty be for doofing? Do you
1: think? I've never heard of a what? bush doof, but it's all <laughs> Ferrells and Nimbin types and Triple J presenters. They're the people I know. Who and go and do people come dressed as Ned Kelly or something? Is that? The idea?
2: <laughs> no, that's the Bush Ranger Doof. Sorry, <laughs> that's across the road. Right,
1: okay.
2: Yeah, no, you just you're in a rural property,
3: and they're playing, you know, trance and whatever, and you you smoke mushroom, you eat mushrooms, and smoke whatever, and um, go to another stage of consciousness. You'd probably enjoy it, actually. Well, Josh. Why?
1: Why wouldn't the police like that? That sounds right up their alley.
3: Oh, no, my question is, I mean, what should the penalty be? I think they are yes. a lot of them are getting fined a thousand dollars.
2: Oh, I think that's. Not enough. I think they should have to give the police their mushrooms so that the police know what it's (laughs) like to enjoy a bush
1: (laughs) I think the punishment should fit the crime. I think after lockdown's ended and everything like that, they should all be forced to go and live in Sydney where there's no nightlife whatsoever and they get to sort of, you know, have to live in Sydney. That's brutal. Yeah. Well, I I think
3: everyone at Bush is actually Sydney-siders just – Pretending to be from the country oh, in RMs. Okay. Oh, All right, so the Bush doofs don't do that. Uh, also, another party in the Melbourne CBD, there's been a bit of a spade of these. Mm. Um, seven people were fined at a short-term rental property in the CBD. The cops came and they said to the police, yeah, we're staying here to party for two nights. Now, come on. That's not what you tell the police. You say... Am I breaching the, the peace? <laughs> um, no. But what should they have done? I mean, surely if the cops ask you what you're doing, the seven people in an apartment. Yes. I mean, you don't say we're here to party. What do you say we're here to do?
1: Well, uh, clearly the loophole is this, the sex loophole, isn't it? Because in Victoria you're allowed to go to somebody else's house if you're going to have sex with that's them. That's true. So true. They, they should have just said we're all having sex with each other.
2: Polyamory. Yeah. That's, that's a very Melbourne thing, I believe. <laughs> I'm yeah, sure it is.
1: They could have just said that they're an AFL team training. That's, that would also be completely loud. I think
3: that's a total get-out-of-jail-free card in yeah. Victoria. They should
2: have just said that they were cops.
3: Ooh. It was a cop
2: gathering. They were all unco- undercover. Yes. They just forgot their badges.
3: <laughs> Remember that for next time. All right. Still so in Victoria, uh, a group of friends took a car trip to Mackers. Now, the interesting thing about this is they were fined not for visiting Maccas because you are allowed to go and get food. Um, but the problem was that they didn't live together, so they weren't allowed to be together mm. in the car doing yeah. that. And did you think the cops made a right call there? Are Maccas runs illegal? Should they be illegal under this regime?
1: Well, I think this discriminates against people who don't have a car to go and do a Maccas run. Like, it, it, I presume what happened was one person said, oh, I'm going to go and get Maccas, and then, you know, a neighbour said, well... Can I come along to I'm also starving. I fancy an Angus burger or whatever. I
2: think just one of them should have gone in the boot.
1: It's a yes. classic. It's a
2: classic move. <laughs> yes. Well, As someone you, that's been to a bush door, yeah. I yeah. mean,
3: yeah.
2: so, that's way so exactly you're allowed to get snuck to a, in. <laughs> yeah.
3: But on the on the door, they only let you in if you're in the boot. That's right. Yeah. Um. But you know how there are those signs up, and when we were young, Charles, a million years ago, the, mm. they didn't have those signs. You know how on the drive-throughs there are now signs saying you can only be served if you're in a car. And you're right. That is discrimination. We used to walk through drive-throughs all the
1: time. Yeah, yeah. That's the only way. You know, at four a.m. that's yeah. the only way you could get McDonald's. That's right. Was to pretend you're in the car. This is the and, olden days, Nina. And it would be. It would literally. You know, it must have been the five thousandth time that, <laughs> that somebody had done that, and you'd think it was so funny. <laughs> yeah. Driving to make up. car sounds because yeah. <laughs> it was
3: four a.m. and you need Maccas for only one reason. Yeah. Because
1: yeah. you were
3: tank. Yeah. <laughs> that's. Yeah. All right. So it's discrimination against the non. Car, yeah. that's that's
1: yeah. I think also the police should have exercised a bit of discretion based on what the kids were ordering.
2: That Ooh. is true.
1: You know, like I think it's fine if you're getting, you know, a few Big Macs, maybe some hash browns, then, you know, let them off with a warning. But if they're getting a McVeggie burger or a McWrap <laughs> or something like that, if you're doing a whole Macca's run just for that, then that's – Six months in jail. Yeah, filling a fill of yeah. fish <laughs> tray in yeah. the back kind of the paddy wagon. It's like execution.
3: Up on the Sunshine Coast, a 17-year-old driver was fined 1300 bucks for breaching COVID travel orders, and he told police he was out there trying to do skids. He wanted to do donuts. Is that a reasonable uh, excuse to be out
2: in your car? Oh, nuts? absolutely, because you can't do donuts anywhere else. He can't
3: do them at home,
2: and you are not hurting anyone unless you are like doing them in the middle of a highway.
1: I, I presume the problem is that he travelled too far away from his home, but I, I think that this, guy, by the sounds of things, this guy was putting people's safety first by going to his nearest place where he could do skids. It was just like exercising. Yeah. It's the same yeah. as going to a golf course. I mean, a car's got
3: to get exercised too.
1: Yeah. It get <laughs> <right laughs> around
3: in a circle. <laughs> okay. Uh, now we're heading into sovereign citizen land here for the first time. A 63-year-old Victorian citizen crossed the border in New South Wales and uh, refused to provide ID or a permit. He claimed he was a sovereign citizen and was arrested and made to return to Victoria. So, then it didn't work for
1: this this poor old bloke. He read on Facebook, you could. mm well, I think the police here have, have made the mistake, though.
2: Yeah, they clearly yeah. haven't read Facebook. Mm. I think that's their, <laughs> yeah. their problem. And they know? haven't
1: read the Magna Carta either. I mean, no. when King John finds out about this,
3: <laughs> he's going to be very mad. I presume the $50,000 fine's in the mail. Um, <laughs> right.
1: So a group of
3: 10 churchgoers... Yeah, he was
1: probably just trying to cash in. He was probably yeah. just crossing the border so he could make 50 grand plus $200 a minute.
3: So a group of 10 churchgoers at a Serbian Orthodox church in Melbourne were fined for gathering. They were all fine. And, the, and the, the priest said, look, I didn't know what the rules were because it wasn't like his job or anything. I thought the limit was five rather than zero. So what he wanted to do was have someone on the door, getting the pensioners to come through slowly and orderly to light candles. Mm. But and, and I quote, unfortunately, he left his post, the, the, the bouncer, the front of the door. How could the priest not notice that there were 10 people in his church? I mean, I haven't been to a Serbian Orthodox um, service. Were they all asleep? What's the, what's going on?
1: Well, I mean, can you believe a word this guy says? I I, I don't think so. I don't trust his testimony. He's a priest. I don't know,
2: man. I think like he's got to remember his sermon. He's got a lot going on. He's got to think about coronavirus. He doesn't have time to look at the crowd. Mm. I mean, if you
3: were a priest, don't you think you'd the first thing you'd check in the morning was. Is being a priest
1: still legal in Victoria? (laughs) But also it's not like, oh, you know, uh, there's 10 people in this church when the rule is eight. The rule is there's got to be zero people <laughs> in this
0: church <laughs> to keep the doors oh. locked. <laughs> oh.
2: I think he got confused because he thought the police were from the church, but what did he did not realise? They were from the Vatican, not the Serbian Orthodox <laughs> Church.
1: So. Actually, I know the punishment for that priest, Guy. Yeah. He's just going to be moved to another parish. It's fine.
3: <laughs> okay, now while we're talking about God's chosen people, this is a truly special sovereign citizen. Uh, she goes by the name of Eve Black. Not sure if that's her her real name. I can certainly tell you she is as white as hell. Um, she is a conspiracy theorist who's been calling COVID nineteen a scam demic. See what she see what she did there, and here's the bizarre thing about uh, conspiracy widows in twenty twenty they film everything. I don't know why that is. They film absolutely everything all the time, which means we get clips. And uh, look, here she is.
1: Isn't it? Is is it? They're filming everything because they are against the surveillance state. Is it some sort of mad thing where?
2: I think it's because they like to broadcast the fact they're all bloody idiots.
1: <laughs> I think they just <laughs> okay. want to put it on Facebook. They just don't yeah.
2: want any respect like from anyone. Cliques. Yeah, yeah.
3: Okay. They're hoping to make Australia's funniest home video show. So now this has <laughs> this done the rounds, this one big time, um, Eve Black. So the, she's driving a car, her her mate or partner whatever is filming and before she gets to the checkpoint into New South Wales from Victoria, she says a little prayer.
2: Heavenly Father, please give me the strength to carry this out. I'm only doing this so I can,
0: you know, stand up for not only my own rights, but the rights that
3: you've given my brothers and sisters here on earth. So please give me strength to carry this out. There you go. A religious freedom move was what it was. So there she's praying.
1: Right, okay.
3: Do you believe in the
1: power of prayer, Charles? Well, science has never disproven the power of prayer. (laughs) What do you think, Nina?
2: Yeah, I think it worked for sure for her. It she didn't have did have the strength to carry it out, that's for sure. Yeah. But I don't think it worked for her reputation. <laughs> I feel like it did more harm to her life than good.
3: Yeah, this story does not have a happy ending for her. But um, this is quite an extraordinary moment. So here she's coming up to a checkpoint. It's a heavily policed checkpoint. She's stopped by a cop. Now, here's the thing. She refused to wind her window down. So the very first thing that the cop asked her to do, she refused to do. That means that the cop is barely audible in the clip you're about to hear. So I went through and re-recorded what the cop said when he said it, so you can actually hear the exchange. It is that extraordinary. Have a listen. G'day, mate. How are you going? What's your reason for travelling today? Um, can you wind your window down so I can hear you? I think
2: you can hear me today. You can hear me fine. Yeah, okay. That's fine. Um, reason for travelling. Oh, have I disturbed the peace today?
3: A. Have
2: I disturbed the peace? No. No.
3: I'm just asking what your reason for travelling is today.
2: Well, I don't need to tell you that. I don't know you.
3: Okay. So where have you come from today? I
2: don't need to answer your questions. No? No. Have I committed a crime? Pardon? Have I committed a crime?
3: No, I'm just asking why you're travelling today.
2: Have I committed a crime? No,
3: you can keep going. Thank you. Straight ahead.
2: Can you believe it? It worked. It, it worked. worked. It's the prayer. It's the, it was the prayer that did it. It's because he knew he was going to have to give her $50,000 if she <laughs> kept going.
3: i got to tell you, after she got through that checkpoint, um, she was pumped.
2: Oh, oh, yes! <laughs> oh, my God! I feel so good!
1: <laughs>
0: yes!
3: I want to know what happened in that exchange because these cops, their one job is to stop anyone coming from Victoria into New South Wales. yeah, And the cop absolutely screwed it. What do you think went on? Was it like a Jedi mind trick? Did she say, you know, this isn't the window you've got to wind down and do the thing with her hand? Yeah,
1: maybe it was. Maybe. I mean... It does strike me that maybe the policeman realised it was just a stunt for Facebook and that she'd probably just end up driving straight back into Victoria.
2: Yeah, maybe, yeah.
1: What, what, what's your theory?
2: I don't know. I just feel like she was wasted. they're just like, this girl's wasting everyone's time. Yeah. But then I guess, like, the upshot of that is, like, if she did have coronavirus and brought it into New South Wales then that cop would. Yeah. I think he was just like, this girl is so annoying it is worth the yeah. death of yeah, some and, other people, and
1: it's very unlikely that she would be infected with coronavirus because no coronavirus would want to be associated with <laughs> yeah. her. But I mean, <laughs> and she's prayed, you know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If
2: you pray, you're clean.
1: Mm. Well,
3: look, the, that was a slam dunk for a sovereign citizen. Unfortunately, um, things didn't go so well after that. Even though the premier himself, Denny Landry, said that the cops were going to be looking hard for her, you're right, Charles. She went straight back to Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> And she got busted at a lockdown checkpoint in Carlton, in inner city Melbourne. The cops identified her from the video. She refused to wind her window down again, so they broke it and arrested her. Then she still wouldn't give her details after they broke her window. Wow.
2: Wow. That's insane.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Did she forget to pray about the window or something? That might have been it.
0: Striving for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report.
3: The Chaser Report is sponsored by Dummings Warehouse, the only hardware chain where Karens are welcome. Lowest IQs are just the beginning.
0: The Chaser Report. News you can't trust.
1: And now it's time for a trip into the future. Welcome to the future. That's right, this is the segment where I review... Smart gadgets that uh, usually connect by Bluetooth or Wi Fi, and they, they basically show us what the future is going to be like in terms of tech gadgets.
3: And full credit to you, Charles, because when we started this um, segment, mm. we, we didn't have COVID yet, and your premise was the future was going to suck balls. <laughs>
0: <laughs> and
1: you were right. I was totally right. But I, I want to bring up this one um, today. This is a new product. Uh, and I bring it up now because it's actually on special at the moment, it's half price. Huh. So if you like what you hear today then um, you know there's a real opportunity to to grab one. Uh, so it's a it's a new product from the smart products range.
4: Meet Smalt, the world's first interactive centerpiece that enhances your dining experience.
1: Okay, so it's an interactive dining centerpiece. What <laughs> is Smalt?
4: <laughs> oh what are, what's a
3: freaking centerpiece? I've gone 43 years on this earth. <laughs> Without ever having a dining centrepiece, right? idiot. I just
2: want to know what dining is because I haven't been to a restaurant in so long. <laughs> so what, what do
1: you reckon it is?
2: Oh, I reckon it's something weird like a powder that tastes like a full meal.
1: Oh, amazing. Um, so There's very
2: Willy Wonka of me to, yeah. to assume that, but I'm Putting out there.
1: I mean, I think you're giving the makers too much credit, to be honest. Nina. That sounds far more I thought we were living in
2: the future, not tomorrow, Charles. <laughs> is it a future
1: of
3: just shitty lights that change colour?
1: Oh,
2: not quite.
1: Uh, let's just. Hear it.
4: It's a smart salt dispenser. <laughs> Shake, pinch or pour, all using your smartphone. it <laughs> was right. It is a powder
1: that
3: goes in food. Oh, yeah, That's you're right. right. It, it, yeah. It, is, it makes it taste better. It makes it
2: saltier. Yeah, it makes it saltier. <laughs>
3: yeah, totally it's Gryffindor. <laughs> I mean, who goes smart and salt and goes, let's yeah. call it smolt. Yeah. It sounds like, like some sort of industrial discharge.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, um, I mean, it is solving a big problem, guys, which is... Um, you know,
2: salt dispensing is too manual for my yes, liking. Yes, exactly.
1: You used to have to sort of turn it 180 degrees mm. to get the salt out of the salt dispenser, and that yeah. required no Bluetooth. And mm. we know that all of human life is going to be replaced <laughs> by Bluetooth yeah. in the near future. So, so that problem has now been eliminated. Um, what you do is, instead, <laughs> you, you, this is honestly true, <laughs> you take out your mobile phone.
4: <laughs> open your Smalt app and simply pinch the screen or shake your phone to dispense salt. After all, Smalt is a smart salt dispenser.
1: That's right. So, so instead of picking up the salt dispenser and shaking it, <laughs> you, yeah, you get out your mobile phone, open the app. It's, it's so much easier, don't you think?
3: And and where is the smolt at this point? Like, presumably, you've got to position it over your plate, or does it just float in the air
1: like a, like a drone? No, it's a centerpiece. Oh, Dom, it's a centerpiece. It's it's in the middle of your um, uh, table, so and you have
2: to push the bowl underneath the smolt, pick up your phone, <laughs> shake your phone, and this, no, and then bring the bowl no. back to you. No,
1: no, no, it dispenses it, and then you pull out the bottom of it, and it's got the amount of salt that you've. Ordered from your smartphone oh. on the bottom, and then you tip it over. So Actually, still
3: you, got a, you <laughs> got so you've still <laughs> so got to tip it over. So you still got to
2: tip. But it is yeah. half price. Yeah, but so it's I'll, half price. I'll, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it.
1: Okay. So, but but I know what you're thinking, guys. You're thinking this this sounds really useful. Except what if you don't have your mobile phone handy, right? Then you can't have salt on your meal, right? That's a real problem, right? But the makers have thought of that, right? Because you know. You know, you're in the middle of cooking, mm-hmm. um, you just get your Alexa speaker and you talk to your salt dispenser. This is how it works.
2: Simply say, Alexa, dispense half a teaspoon of salt.
1: There you go. See?
2: But then that requires me to have an Alexa device. Uh, and then I'm already 50% of Smoltz and an Alexa out of pocket.
1: Okay, so the, the the last problem that they had to solve, I don't quite understand, but this is honestly true, one of the marketing points of Smoltz, is that um, the problem with other salt shakers? Is that they're not portable. This is what they claim. Right?
2: <laughs> That's true. My salt yeah. shaker is is so heavy and like yeah. massive. You
1: just you know you go, kids, can you help bring the salt? I'm gonna bring out the salt. <laughs> I've got we a trailer. I've got a car trailer <laughs> for my salt shaker. So so this is this is very different. Because this this salt dispenser you can put on your table. So it's a real, I mean, it's a real revolutionary step.
4: Smalt's easily portable design makes it an on-the-go (laughs) centrepiece no matter where you dine.
3: Isn't it good? So I'm having a picnic in the park, a romantic picnic with my wife and... uh, Pull out the you know the the rug and the mm. knives and forks yep. and the salt
1: dispensing <laughs> centerpiece. Yeah, that's right. And all you then got to do is just pair it with your mobile phone. <laughs> 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 and then you can have some salt. <laughs> anyway, so it, it, it's fifty percent off. As I said, um, how much do you think? How much would you pay for for this centerpiece?
3: I reckon usual price two ninety nine.
1: Yeah, half off one fifty. You are incredibly correct. It's one hundred and forty-eight Australian dollars at the moment.
2: Hang on, did you mean one hundred and fifty dollars or one Because <laughs> I thought you said I thought you meant two ninety-nine is in two dollars ninety-nine, and I was like, that's very cheap, but <laughs> makes sense. No,
3: I know this because Charles, all your friends, we all passed around the hat yes. and
1: got you a smalt for your birthday. Now, um, unfortunately, the smalt. Uh, have disabled comments on all their (laughs) (laughs) e-commerce sites. So I can't actually get user reviews, but somebody has set up a subreddit. About this smalt dispenser. Um, so far, the product has 110 thumbs up and 1600 thumbs down. <laughs> so obviously, smalt has 110. You know why though?
2: Because it doesn't come with a smapper.
1: <laughs> it doesn't come <laughs> with a doesn't. It? If it came with a smepa, yes.
2: it'd be all thumbs up.
1: So uh, th- there are a few problems that users have identified. One is that it only la- the battery only lasts <laughs> four hours. <laughs> <laughs>
0: for mediocrity in a world of excellence, this is The Chaser Report.
2: The Chaser Report is sponsored by Dummings Warehouse. We're not the sharpest tools in the shed and we don't sell them either.
0: The Chaser Report. News you know you can't trust.
1: Well, that's all we've got time for. Although, hang on, we've got Rebecca Day in a minnow with some late-breaking news
4: elderly residents from private nursing homes across Melbourne have formed an elite AFL team in order to be able to travel to Queensland and start living the high life again at the AFL's hub. The team will be called the self-funded superannuants and their mascot will be a massive great franking credit refund from the tax office. AFL officials are said to be open to the proposal with one insider saying they can't be worse than the Crows.
1: Thanks, Bec. Uh Now, that's the end of the show, but follow us on all the social platforms. We've got new videos each week on TikTok, and we've uh, had our shadow ban removed, guys, so...
2: Congratulations. Yeah,
1: we're going to be down with the kids once more. You're
2: going to go viral.
1: Yeah, we're going to... Do the, virus the f- viral thing. For you, Paige.
3: Hang on yeah. a second. I'm just unfollowing the chaser on TikTok.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, and remember to give us a five-star review on iTunes. Thanks to our producer, Mike Liberale. Now, we're going to leave you with something a bit special, which is a, a sneak preview of an ad. Um, as you may know, Queensland is uh, dealing with a new outbreak this week uh, caused by people who came up from Melbourne. And Premier Anastasia Palaszczuk is facing a tough election at the end of October. But I'm not sure I approve of how far she and the Labor Party have gone um, running against foreigners. For too long, affected Southerners have been coming to Queensland to ruin it for the rest of us. When will Queenslanders stand up and say, enough is enough? We don't want New South Welsh people around here anymore. Only Anastasia Palaszczuk can protect us from sickly Sydney siders and vile Victorians who come to our beaches and spread disease.
2: We decide who comes to our beaches and the circumstance in which they come.
1: Do you want your children infected with a deadly virus? Deborah Frecklington and the LMP does. That's why a vote for Deborah is a date with death. Authorised by the AOP Queensland. I'm speaking very fast because I'm scared that a filthy southerner is coming to get me.